Hello, my name is Nathan Foster, and I'd like to welcome you to the Renovari podcast. Each month, I write an essay on various spiritual formation themes and then record a podcast from, with someone from the Renovari community. Today, my guest is Gary Moon. And Gary is the founder and director of the Renovari Institute. And this is kind of a fun interview in the sense that he's going to be stepping away from that role. And it gives him a chance to share some stories and some of the thinking behind uh, what he's been doing. Thanks for listening. Very much appreciate it. Okay, well, I got my coffee. All right. You ready to go? Yep. All right. Gary, how you doing? Yes. I'm doing pretty great. Hey, tell me, you've been with the Institute. You started this this endeavor. How, how long ago? Well, uh, it, it goes back nine years as far as the planning stages. Um, as far as having students in the program, that's uh, six years into that. Okay, and six years. Now, yeah. You've described this as very meaningful work you've done. Can you say a little bit about that? Oh, it's been the most... Um, most enjoyable and um, work I've ever been involved with. It's just sense that it's that it's just important that these uh, these folks are graduating and with plans of passing on what they've learned to a hundred people, and they're actually doing it. And uh, mm-hmm. the community that's formed while we're together it's just uh, it's been delightful. Mm-hmm. You do that cool assignment at the end where they have to put together a, a, it's almost like a thesis, right? Of a hundred, yeah, yeah. pass this on or hundred, yeah. Uh, that, 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 yeah, that's the goal, and it's as diverse as the people are. It can be anything from it, it has been anything from a from a um, meditation garden that talks about the twelve themes to to, to books and um, you know revamping Christian education apartments at churches. It's just uh-huh. it's been great. Uh-huh. I love running into people who have graduated from the institute. Um, their enthusiasm is, is uncanny to me. Um, We've said that an ice sculpture of Richard or Dallas would work if they can guarantee 100 people would be changed by it before it melts. <laughs> 100 people would be changed by uh, humans yeah, yeah. or something, huh? <laughs> Good. What, what has been special to you uh, about being involved in, in this? Well, you know, I don't want, want to be corny, but it, I mean, it's, it's just the people. It's just uh, 200 people have done this, and you... You know, you spend two years with them, but you spend four weeks, you know, in a, in a retreat center setting. So you really get to know these folks. They get to know each other. And mm-hmm. it's just the, the communities that form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then beyond that, just it's, I think, the idea of uh, kind of trying to capture uh, 12 of the kind of crucial ideas of Renovari and then to let people just kind of soak in them a couple of months per idea. I think that was a, that's probably a keeper. I mean, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a nice way to go. Yeah. Where do you see? Where do you see the future? I mean, I, I I put this little essay together, kind of shooting in the dark a little bit, and trying to bring together a number of different programs. And certainly, the institute's unique in in its own right. Um, but where do you see this? I mean, I, I kind of want to think of it as a movement of these yeah. educational formational communities. Well, first off, would you agree with that? Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, and I, and I read your essay. I really, I really like it. Um, Thank you. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, to, to state the obvious, I think something was uh, missing. I mean, Dallas Willard has a definition in an Oxford Dictionary about how that, uh, just he's musing about how that with evangelicalism, there has been kind of a drifting away from the experiential. 
Mm-hmm. And so I think, in, 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 in essence, these types of programs bring the experiential back to, uh, to academic programs, academic institutions, and just a real uh, hunger for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where do you see it heading in the next 10, 20 years? Mm. Well, I think there will be more and more programs like this. I had a friend who 20 years ago um, he was talking about the spiritual formation movement, not these educational programs, the movement itself. And mm-hmm. he uh, said that he thought it would have legs and that it wouldn't disappear overnight. And I think mm-hmm. he was right. I don't think these programs will disappear either just because I think there's such a, uh, a, a gap in a lot of academic settings between people that want to step into and experience theology, not just to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. systematize and, and, uh, and uh, describe it. Mm-hmm. So that being the key component is that there's a way to practice things and be in, engaged in experiencing. In yeah, com- yeah. In, that's yeah. another piece yeah. that really community. sticks out to me as a community. Um, right. Was that an accurate, I mean, that, that picture I tried to give about it, the relationships that are developed seem to be so critical to these particular programs. Has that been your experience as well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nate, um, I, I, I like to even, I don't know if there's any intentionality in your ordering that you went through, but I think the, uh, the community element is, is, uh, is front and center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, think, I think beyond that, um, uh, there, I, I don't remember the, um, uh, your dad would, you, you probably do, uh, Dallas certainly would as far as who said it, but just the, uh, uh, the father of the church uh, who said that, um, that once uh, – theology and experience start to drift apart, you lose something of both. And it goes on to talk about, at least out of that tradition, the notion that that to pray is to be a theologian, to be a theologian is to pray. I just think there's a long history of these things being interwoven. Mm-hmm. I think it's more. I think there's more reasons than just that for why is this becoming so popular. But I do think that stepping into and experiencing theology is important. We had... Um, Dallas come out to do a conference in Virginia Beach more than 20 years ago. I think it's back to 1991 or so. Mm-hmm. And it was under the heading of, um, we had started an educational program not unlike the Institute called the, uh, Renovari Institute, called the Institute of Clinical Theology. Okay. I'll never, I'll never forget the first uh, first words out of Dallas's mouth to set off the conference was, to launch it, was that uh, that all theology should be clinical. <laughs> and so, and defining clinical as... Yeah, well, as um, as experiential and healing, I believe. Yes. But if you look at the word sozo, you know, there's many fair ways to translate it, healing being one, but that, that theology itself uh, should be healing. Salvation is an, is an act of healing of the whole person. Mm. Oh, that's really good. I mean, isn't it, it's almost cliche that you want to go study theology, that you'll, I don't know, lose your faith, or that you, it has very little to do with um Day-to-day yeah, life. Yeah. Well, and if you're that. studying about, uh, again, it, it probably does sound a little cliche, but if you're studying about God as opposed to studying with God, that's a uh, Oh, there's the difference. there's the term, studying about God or... Yeah, as opposed to with. Yeah. Well, I love this, Gary. So you're in, you know, in, in quoting the whoever said it, um, but the idea is that then my practice or experiential piece enriches my understanding of theology and and reverse true so that when they're divorced right, exactly. then they're they're limited and and um, yeah exactly 
Oh, that's really sharp. I like that. I mean, you've you've put a very very strong emphasis on some of the educational pieces in the institute. Would you agree? Yeah, and I had that I had that exact quote actually for you if you want it. Oh, uh, but it's once theology and mysticism start to drift apart, the former tends invariably to become a theology of concepts, a mere religious philosophy. Those who teach theology may cease to live up to it, as the mystics did. In order to return to the great age of theology, dogma must be brought back to life and mystically experienced. Now, I know that's kind of scary because we use the word mystical three times in one paragraph, but, uh, <laughs> but my favorite definition of uh, mysticism is the same as, uh, I think I picked it up from John Ortberg, is simply that uh, mystic is someone who believes that if you're talking to God, he may on occasion, um, he's likely listening and uh, may on occasion talk back. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. Yeah, I mean, you, you could almost think in terms of even church, we hope, is a mystical experience in the sense yeah, of entering yeah. into something larger and uh, not just sitting in a space listening. I, yeah, I would. I mean, whether it's exactly fair or not, I tend to use uh, mystical and experiential interchangeably because when I say mystical, I mean the experience of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God. Sure. Who, who, what's that, who's that quote from that you read? Oh, that was by a Russian mystic, uh, Sergius, S-E-R-G-I-S, Bolshakov, B-O-L-S-H-A-K-O-F-F. Oh, okay. I'm glad you're the one trying to pronounce that. Well, the one mispronouncing it, yes, you're well. <laughs> the one mispronouncing <laughs> That's good. Hey, what? Um, tell me a little history. So, you had uh, three years in the planning of the Institute before it was launched. Is that accurate? Yeah, well, there was a year it was just sort of being talked about. It wasn't, uh, it was just kind of in the discussion mode. And I remember, um, went to, we went to a, um, your dad called a meeting at Long Beach, California, but. 20, 25 people or so, and just referenced that he thought it was time to, uh, uh, to launch this institute. And uh, mm. I sometimes tell people I had a Jerry Maguire moment that stretched into five hours and just kind of typed on the plane back home and uh, uh, sent him some ideas, uh, not to direct it, just, you know, thanks for the invitation. And if I were going to do it, it would maybe, it might look like this. And anyway, long story short, uh, time passed and um, I had the great good fortune of being able to, to work with it. So we had a couple of years. Um, again, there was a, a luxury of time up front. We studied 12 different programs that did similar things and uh, mm-hmm. kind of looked for best practices and, and what have you and recruited faculty and uh, mm-hmm. had input from your dad in Dallas as far as, you know, what are the ideas to build it around. So there was a, it, was very, it was very fortunate to have kind of a long uh, ramp up to actually having students. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. T- tell us a little, you're transitioning out of your role with the Institute? Yeah, it's one of the hardest decisions I've ever made, but I've, I've been for four years, uh, you know, directing the Dallas Willard Center at Westmont, and uh, and uh, that's supposed to be a full-time job, so I just need to... Uh, <laughs> you need to make it a full-time job. <laughs> yeah, but it's very, it's very very hard to walk away with, from something so special, but it's... Uh, uh, I'm sure it will flourish. Sure, sure. Tell, just it, tell us a little about your work at the Willard Center and what you see on the horizon uh, yeah. there. Well, I mean, to, to keep it kind of focused and simple for us, so we, we, um, we think about it in terms of uh, three areas of focus. Uh, there's the one area is on campus, and that is, that is just for the Westmont College zip code, and it's things uh, with students, spiritual formation groups, and uh 
of a prayer garden, use of physical space. It's kind of a retreat center setting on campus, uh, other things. Mm-hmm. Um, retreats, faculty, students. Then there's the third, the second thing uh, is we call it uh, research and writing. And we're, we're focusing on um, you know, the ideas that were most important to Dallas. So there'll be, um, beginning this fall, we'll present the first annual book award for a book that helps to advance one of the mm-hmm. ideas that were sp- most important to him. Uh, we have small research grants for um, uh, helping to uh, fan the flames of interesting research that, that push those ideas. Uh, mm-hmm. A senior fellows program. And, uh, and of course, his, um, his books and papers uh, are at Westmont being organized for future future use. Mm-hmm. Um, third thing, and the one that's the most, well, they're all fun to me, but the one that uh, grabs my heart, uh, uh, resources, uh, developing resources that, that push these ideas. And one of the reasons I was allowed to keep working with Institute so long is it's just, it's a wonderful model that, uh, mm-hmm. that, that pushes these ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, other things being developed there, we're doing a doctorate in ministry program with Fuller Seminary, um, uh, blending, well, and, we, and we're talking about it more, and this is, of course, one of these programs that, that you're talking about, mm-hmm. as, um, as kind of a way of living. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it will be for training spiritual directors, but really it's more of a way of life and that will blend um, kind of early church spirituality, Ignatian spirituality, and uh, and some of the thinking of uh, Renovari mm-hmm. and Dallas. Mm-hmm. So you're not going too, you're not, I mean, you're still going to be operating in the same sphere in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, that's that's um with my limited skill set, I don't have much of a choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm encouraged to hear that though. I mean, you know, uh you'll get to carry some of that uh with uh, the DMN program. That's awesome. Hey, who do you think? So, I mean, there's all I mean, I it's not really fair for me in this in this little essay to try to lump together, you know, non-degreed programs with degreed programs and the really wide variety that's out there right now, but who do you see um, are good candidates or people to enter into uh, one of these programs? You know, Nate, I think that is probably going to be very diverse because I think the programs are going to end up being very diverse. Just to back up one half step, I had the great privilege of sort of growing up alongside of something that's become a movement, I'm not talking about spiritual formation, um, this integration of psychology theology. Mm-hmm. And I bring, this, I bring this up for a reason. So I remember when it was, uh, you know, Fuller was the first program to do that, then there was Rosemead, and now I bet they're pushing 100 programs that, uh, wow. you know, want to train mental health professionals and integrate psychology, Christian faith. And a lot of those are kind of picking up on the spiritual formation themes. But I, I said all that to say this, it sort of feels like that's happening again with um, with um, with more spiritual formation programs and mm-hmm. institutions. So it wouldn't surprise me if it's just a a real pro- uh, proliferation, mm-hmm. but, but because they're so varied from you know uh, master's programs, certification programs, doctoral programs, I um, I, I think you could probably find a match uh, wherever your interest in, in mm-hmm. training, whether you're wanting to use it in a kind of a people helping social work counseling way or as a or as a pastor or as a spiritual director or just someone wanting to uh, you know deepen their own mm-hmm. faith mm-hmm. that's a really good observation and um it's almost as if uh waves have gone out and they're integrating into lots of different 
different spheres. Is that? Um, yeah, so I have this strange image about somebody talking about lighting foxes' tails on fire. <laughs> Turn them loose. Let yeah. Them yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Well, Gary, in my mind, you've played such an important role in in much of this, and I, I'm, I'm seeing you shake your head, and you can stop and maybe own a little bit of it. You've, <laughs> you've done good work. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, um, anyway. I, um, I started to say something and I realized I would probably be quoting someone, but it still is, is applicable. I feel like the, uh, the Forrest Gump of the spiritual formation movement, as far as I've, uh, <laughs> I've had the good fortune of being in some, uh, being around some, some wonderful folks. Sure. Sure. No, that's good. Well, thanks for being faithful and, you know, putting the, putting the energy and effort and taking the risk. Cause that's, that's really what I think it sounds like you did with starting the Institute. Um, so Appreciate talking with you, Gary. All right. Good to talk with you, Nate.